good to see you this morning. Well, I'm excited about today because today we are going to celebrate um, the conclusion of our prayer and fasting, our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so I'm excited about today. It's been kind of fun to look towards this moment of celebration. And so um, first off, uh, I want to say today is going to be really different. Uh, we've never done what we're going to do this morning on a Sunday. And so today's going to be totally different. I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. And I want to welcome those of you that are online. Uh, today's going to be really different for you too. And so uh, I want to explain that and just talk about that for a minute, about where we're heading and what we're doing. Because the 21 days of fasting that we've had is, is really, really important. And we've been talking about the importance of up, in and out. I thought it was interesting this morning as I just took time to pray and seek the Lord for today um, that our journal entry for today is titled, Let Me In. And the point of the passages in Revelation and in Romans was that one of the most important things is for you and I to just let Jesus into our lives to open the door of our heart to him and just say, Jesus, you have full control. And to yield to him. To just say, Jesus, you are so much greater than I am. And I yield my life, my thoughts, my attitudes. I yield everything about me to you. Now, this might be hard for us to understand, but think about driving just for a minute because I've noticed, um, you know when you get on the freeway, when you're on the on-ramp, you have a sign there that says yield, and that means you're supposed to yield to the person on the freeway. I know we don't do that anymore, but um, that's what we're supposed to do. And um, I want you to think about something. Like when you're getting on the freeway and there's a semi coming, you yield to it, right? Like that's, that's what you would do. You're like, I, I better yield to that semi. It's much bigger than me. Well, what would happen if you were getting on the freeway and like an aircraft carrier was coming down the road. You'd be like, oh wait, that's like a hundred times bigger than a semi. I'm obviously gonna yield to that. That's what Jesus is like. And that's, that's his majesty, that's his glory, that's how big he is. And we're called to yield our lives to him. And so our time together today is gonna be laid out like our 21 days of prayer and fasting has been. We're gonna spend some time looking up at the majesty of God. So the first third of our, of our time together, we're gonna to worship and we're gonna spend some time looking up at God. All the songs will be focused on Him. The second time, second third of our service, we will spend looking in, looking in at ourselves, confessing our sin, repenting and asking the Holy Spirit to change what He wants to change and we will be taking communion together. Lastly, we'll look out and we'll get our hearts and our lives focused on others and we'll think about how we can be an example of Jesus Christ to the world. Now, let me say something really quickly to those of you that are participating with us regularly online and that may be following us online today or maybe sometime this week. If you're joining us online, today's gonna to be really different. 
And so you're gonna have to be a little bit more dedicated and a little bit more intentional about um, what you do. And so I wanna encourage you right now in this moment to put, put all the distractions aside. As you sit down in front of your TV or your computer, wherever you're sitting, I wanna encourage you to just stay focused in that spot and just in, invite the Holy Spirit into your front room, at your table, wherever you are. Maybe you watch this service at lunchtime in your car. Make that spot a spot where the presence of the Holy Spirit is gonna come in and just be resident with you right now during this time. And we're gonna take communion later as well. So I wanna encourage you probably right now during this first song, just go grab some communion elements and get ready to celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so today's, it's gonna be different, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. Now, right now, we're gonna begin by looking up. So would you stand with me? We're gonna look up at the majesty of God the kindness of our King, at the glory of our Lord. And at the end of our time of focusing up, uh, we're also gonna have a little moment of, of open mic time. And open mic time is simple. We just turn the mic on and if you wanna share, you can come up and share. But I wanna be specific about our sharing time because I'm hoping that during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, God's done something for you. He shared something intimate with you. He's spoken something deeply to your heart, to your mind, to your life. And one of the best ways to just confess that and declare that is to talk about it openly with other people that love Jesus like we do. And so I'm gonna encourage you that if God's done something really cool in you, and you just wanna share that, you wanna make it public and you wanna make it known, that this will be an opportunity for you to share at the mic. And um, I do wanna just preface that this will be a specific time to share about what God's done during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. You know, a lot of times we open the mic and we just share about whatever. We want this time to be specific about what God said during our time of prayer and fasting. And so we're gonna get ready to go. We're gonna get ready to worship the Lord. And, Worship Him with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength. And I want to get us started with a psalm. You know, one of the things about the psalms are, the psalms, uh, there's so many genres in them, but some of the psalms are called psalms of ascents. And they were songs that were written for when you left your house and you were heading up to Jerusalem and, and if you've been there, I've been there, so it makes sense to me. But everything else is like, Jerusalem's kind of like the high spot. And um, everything else is almost like at sea level. And so in Jerusalem, you head up the hill, you head up to the temple, and you head up to this flat spot on the Temple Mount where the temple would be, where you would go to worship. And so they were called songs of ascent, which meant you were, you were ascending up into the presence of God, almost like... When you're looking to heaven, you're up there worshiping God. And so these psalms turned into these really cool celebrations of, of who God is. And so I want to read one to you. And, I, and this is Psalm 96. And I'm going to read it to you from the message version. Because he did such an incredible job of just 
presenting this to us. So think of how you're going to worship God this morning and think of how people have been worshiping God for thousands of years. And this is what they think of him. Psalm 96. Sing God a brand new song. Earth and everyone in it, sing. Sing to God. Worship God. Shout the news of his victory from sea to sea. Take the news of his glory to the lost. News of his wonders to one and all. For God is great and worth a thousand hallelujahs. His terrible beauty makes the gods look cheap. Pagan gods are mere tatters and rags. God made the heavens. Royal splendor radiates from him. A powerful beauty sets him apart. Bravo, God. Bravo. Everyone join in the great shout. Encore. In awe before the beauty. In awe before his might. Bring gifts and celebrate. Bow before the beauty of God. Then to your knees. Everyone worship. Get out the message. God rules. He put the word on firm foundation and he treats everyone fair and square. Let's hear it from sky with earth joining in and a huge round of applause from the sea. Let wilderness turn cartwheels, animals come dance, put every tree of the forest in the choir. An extravaganza before God as he comes, as he comes to set everything right on earth, set everything right. Treat everyone fair. Would you pray with me? Jesus, right now, we want, we want to declare as we begin this morning that you're welcome to come in. We open our hearts to you. We open our minds to you. Change our hearts. Change our attitudes. Change how we think. We want to give you a thousand hallelujahs this morning, God, for you're worthy. So this morning, we give you this time. We look up to you. We look in and see what we need to change. We're going to look out at a world that desperately needs you. We give you thanks and praise, Jesus. We begin this time worship.
enough to share publicly and just say, I, I want to give praise to God in the middle of this. Or I want to just acknowledge something that God has done in this, in this 21 days as I've been focusing on him. And you just would like to, to share that. I, I want to give opportunity for that. So if there's someone here that would like to share, um, to give God glory for is he gave us some new scriptures that we could be praying and gave us some new insight and new revelation. So even though we didn't see a complete answer to the prayer that I'm referring to, God gave us um, ability to keep pressing in through his word and things like that. So I just want to say thank you, Jesus. when I was like, 
okay, I know I'm supposed to keep this, but I don't know what it's supposed to be. And during the 21 days this week, actually, one of those houseplant areas that I thought would throw out, um, God just came through in an amazing way. And it was like I turned around and suddenly this pot that I was like, okay, chuck it, not chuck it. <laughs> um, I turned around and it was just full of blooms. And that's, that's our God. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anyone else? I really want to thank the worship team and uh, Mark, the church, and the Lord for keeping the mic open is still open in the United States of America, in the house of God and in the body. And um, during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, I had some great miracle news, and I'm praising the Lord for healing, because as you know, when I moved up here eight years ago, I discovered that I had glaucoma. And so I've been working with the doctor on that, and it was during this time that the doctor did another surgery on my left eye, and it's um, completely healed, and the glaucoma's gone. And I'm praising the Lord because that means I get to have eyesight forever, especially to see my great-grandson grow up. <laughs> so that was a praise. Then he took me to my garage, and I fell down, and I broke my hip during this 21 days. <laughs> and I want to thank the Lord for healing because the doctor just said this week, yeah. we've been following you. We can't understand why yeah. you keep saying you have zero pain. Yeah. And the Lord just showed me this morning he never intended for us to live in any kind of pain at all. He never intended for us to live in any kind of pain at all because he declared health over our body and healing over our body at the cross. Yes. And so we claim that and I praise the Lord today. And even when I went in to see this doctor that looked like he was about 16 years old, and I thought, great, he did a great job on my hip. And he says, what? What? You have makeup on. Go do something fun. And I said, yeah, that's our God. He says more during this 21 days to me. Alive. And he took me to 1 Corinthians 13. I'm just about done. No, and good. he said, faith, yeah, You know where hope. I get it. Just keep going, man. Just keep going. Faith, hope, hope, and love. But mostly I want you to have love. So I thank the Lord. And I pray that over you. Because I love to pray for you guys. Amen. And you, you too. And me too? Good. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget your cane next time. <laughs> no pain. No pain, no cane. I guess that's how that goes, right? Anybody else? All right. Come get in the light here so they can see you online. So if any of you guys have ever heard the phrase, you know, God is my best friend, I always thought that that was just the phrase for, like, lonely people, to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, and during the 21 days, I didn't really give up anything that was, like, really essential. Um, I gave up coffee. 
I mean, like whoa, a lot whoa, of whoa. it's essential a lot of to some in here people, would think but that's essential. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but um, God kind of saw that small sacrifice and used it. Um, in the 21 days, I've been like really stressed with some things in school, and um, as a teen, I didn't immediately go to my parents to talk about it because you know it's kind of hard. Um, so I wanted to talk to my friends about it, and every time I would want to talk to my friends about it, they wouldn't be available. Like, sure, um, there was something like we would plan to do it, and then something would come up, and um, one of the times where I was just like at rock bottom, God just kind of revealed to me, like, I could pray to him, I could talk to him about it, and um, it really did show that God is always there. He is like a best friend. And you can't have friends like other than God. It's just like he's always going to be there when you need him. gonna need to get me out of this so come on up here can't go on crying right here that was really really good because she's right huh mm -hmm. we need Jesus to be our best friend man what a message your best friend is the king of kings and the creator of the world so we use the other one <laughs> 21 days came to me at a time when I was almost also working on the book of James, so I'd really been having to do a lot of work. And my, um, the thing I gave up was TV. So I've had some way extra time. But in all this reading, I have some friends that have periodically talked about spirit animals. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but eagles and lions and <laughs> unfortunately turned out to be a sloth. Because <laughs> I am the laziest person I know. So one of the phrases that came to me yesterday was kill the sloth. And I don't mean that I don't want to kill that little animal, but I need to kill the sloth in me. And God is going to help me do that, I know. Um, because I too have a new hip, but mine is not healing as well as Marcella's has, and I'm really angry about that, and it's my own fault. So know that God is in your court. He doesn't ask you to kill that little furry animal, but he does want me to be stronger, to read more, to pray a lot more than I have in my whole life. And I'm sorry that it's taken me 70 years to learn that. <laughs> but I'm going to get there. Amen. Thanks, Barb. One of the days in our prayer and reflection journal, the, the writing said, the darkness of the world can be overwhelming at times. And uh, the scripture that went with it, 
beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And it went on, but I had had a colleague at work just being so discouraged about the darkness of the world, really, in our workplace, and, and I got a chance to forward this to her and, and it really held us both up I think this this last week or so that since that um, that scripture was our reading and, and we've been able to encourage one another and uh, it's just so great how the word can bolster us this is a scripture about the armor of God and just standing strong and turning to the Lord when we need his help and strength For me, these 21 days, I at first they didn't feel particularly special to me. I mean, our family had set up a new routine of just having breakfast together, and that was nice. But overall, my day-to-day life didn't feel much different um, until about a couple days ago when a whole bunch of different things just came together to um, make one day particularly stressful. I had figured out a deadline I thought was like two weeks in the future was suddenly like right then and there. That was the end of the semester, so I had a whole bunch of things I had to catch up on. I just got my booster, so I was feeling like crap, and I had, and I somehow had to magically feel better um, before Saturday so I could perform for solo and ensemble. But looking back on that now, it's odd looking at it with the perspective of, I made it through that. It's like, I felt better, stuff got turned in on time, I didn't completely suck at the performances. Um, it, it was the sort of thing where it really put it in perspective where no matter how stressful life can be sometimes or at the stage you're at, which for me is pretty early, um, it, you're going to get through it, be it, be it mental factors, physical factors, environmental factors. There's always going to be a way to get through it. So that really helped lay things out clearly for me. to in and take some time to look in and look inward and say uh, you know what's what's inside me that needs to change what's inside me that the Holy Spirit wants to work on is there anything in me that I need to submit to the Lord and one of the, the great things about just being in God's presence is The more you're in God's presence, the more you recognize how small you are and how big he is. How loving and forgiving and kind he is and how much I need that. Also, in in those moments of being in God's presence, I always often remember as well how sinful I am and how holy he is. How imperfect I am and how perfect he is how good he is to go to the cross for me. What an amazing, amazing miracle that the God who created me, who loves me, 
wants to be in relationship with me. But I gotta, and he loves me just the way I am. But I also know I'm gonna work on some things. I wanna share a verse. I wanna share Psalm 51 with us. And I wanna point out to you that this is a Psalm of David. And by the way, this is the Psalm that David wrote at his darkest moment. The darkest moment of his life. The most sinful point of his life. (laughs) He had just finished a time where he inappropriately glanced at a lady taking a bath and then decided, I want her sexually, so I'm going to take her because I'm the king. And then to cover my sin, I'll kill her husband. And they lost their child. Tough nine months. And so in this time, David writes a psalm because in that moment he realizes just the the incredible mistakes that he'd made and how he needed to get right with God. And that the most important thing in his life was to focus inward because somewhere along the way he'd stopped focusing in and it started to become so selfish and narcissistic that he felt like he could do the things that he did. And it's only God that helps us in those moments change our life and get to the place where we need to be. And so David said this, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stains of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You have proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now, let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. And then this famous passage. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and then I will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that I may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Build the walls of Jerusalem. 
then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. Lots of talk there about the sacrifices for our sin. And so this morning, we wanted to celebrate the new covenant that we have in Christ. The covenant that you and I have because of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Because what we discover and what we know is that today, Jesus Christ has created a new and a clean spirit within me. And there's no need for sacrifice anymore because he has become my sacrifice. He is the sacrifice for our sin. And so this morning we have the bread and the juice to celebrate the body and the blood of Christ, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that sets us free from our sin, never anymore to be thought of. It's as far as the east is from the west. And no matter what we've done, forgiveness is at the cross. We do this regularly as a body. We do it to celebrate. We do it to mourn. But we do it to remind us that at that cross, you and I receive forgiveness. There's three tables set up around the room. There's one to my right, one to my left, and one in the back. We're going to sing two songs during this time of focusing on in. And I want to encourage you to just take some time to confess your sin, to repent of anything you need to repent of, to focus on the cleanliness that the Holy Spirit brings us in the cross that Jesus died on. And when you're ready, I'm going to ask you to come to the table to grab your communion and then to make an altar at your seat at the foot of the cross. Take the communion. Thank your Savior for his forgiveness. And if you need, you might need some prayer. So there'll be some people available to pray. Kate and I will make ourselves available here, and uh, Marcella's going to make herself available there. If you feel like you'd like someone to pray, uh, grab us, and we would love to pray with you. Jesus, we thank you so much for the cross, for the resurrection. We thank you for moments like this that we need right here, right now. Because all of us have done things that you're not happy with. And our lives need to be focused on you and on others. And sometimes we can get so focused on ourselves because we feel so guilty or sad about what we've done. And I pray that this would become a moment of freedom. It would become a moment of total and complete forgiveness. We will begin to walk in the identity that we have in Christ and the freedom that we have on the cross. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, you heard
the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of jesus christ
Christ be magnified. Let his praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. Lord, that's our prayer this morning. That's our prayer every day of our life. That you would be magnified in us. Thank you, Jesus, that you forgive us and you set us free for your glory, for your purpose, for the glory of your name. We give you thanks for that, Jesus. The last part that we've been focusing on is out. And once you look up at Jesus and you see his majesty, and after you look in and you recognize what he's done for you and what he's continuing to change, the natural response, according to God's word, is to hog that for yourself, right? Oh, no, okay. The natural response, right, is I want to share the greatest thing I know. Like, that's what I want to do. And so the last part is out. And you know that our mission at Genie Faith Center is to help people know Jesus and live for him daily. That's our heart. That's our mission. It's not focused on us. It's focused on them. And so the last part is out. In Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, these are the last words of our Savior. His last words that he spoke to his disciples before he left earth after his death and resurrection. These are his last words. It is not for you to know the times or the dates that I will end COVID. Uh, Oh, sorry. Sorry, I messed that up. It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But hear me, right? It's It's not for us to know what's going on in everything. You don't have to know everything. You just have to know one thing. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is our job. This is our responsibility to the world and to ourselves and to God. To be a witness. To be a mouthpiece to be an example, to be a testimony, a life lived fully in God's presence. And so the last part is to go out, is to just be called to the people around us. And so our last song is about going out. Last week, um, I asked you to, all this year, think about one person or one family or maybe one people group, one country. And I I asked you to pray for them every single day in 2022. It's our response to out. And so while we sing and while we praise the Lord, uh, would you be praying for that one person? Let's sing. Sing.
every song we can never sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we can never breathe. We live for you. Above every other name, Jesus, the only one who can never say, Worthy of every breath we can never breathe. We live for you, oh, we live for you. Sing holy.
is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and Joking aside, can I just tell you something? There will always be a COVID. Follow me. There will always be something to distract us from the mission. The mission of your coworker, your neighbor, yourself, your savior, the world. There will always be a distraction. It could be small, it could be global, it doesn't matter. This is the mission. Jesus is the mission. It's our job to go out. And if you're letting COVID stop you, everything will stop you. Everything will stop you. Every minor thing, every big thing doesn't matter. Don't let COVID stop you, amen? Don't let anything ever in your lifetime stop you from loving Jesus, serving Jesus, and telling others about Jesus. I'm going to ask you to be seated just for a minute because I want to conclude our service with something good. I want to conclude our service with some good news that we can celebrate together. It's an example of out. And so Cooper and Whitney are going to come and they're going to share with you uh, something that's an out for them, something that we get to celebrate. Because during our time of prayer and fasting, we've been talking about focusing on up, in, and out, right? And what Cooper and Whitney are going to share is a great example of focusing our lives on out and how they're doing that. And so um, I'm going to let them share. For about the past six months or so, when I've been processing praying and with Pastor Mark, Pastor Kate, and some other people that we really trust, our family, about kind of our next step of ministry. And um, we're in the process of becoming lead pastors, which we're really excited about, which is the happy thing. But the sad thing is that means we're going to be stepping out of Cheney Faith Center in the near future. We don't know when. <laughs> um, we're just kind of starting this process within our four-square denomination in our district, which is Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota. So it's pretty big, <laughs> pretty broad, and just stepping into a season of um, church transition, which essentially means there's churches that are hurting, there's churches that are healthy, but their pastors are retiring maybe, or they're just in need, and there's places to be filled um, with, with other pastors. And so we felt about in August, the Lord kind of leading us in this new season and been processing and praying and just seeking the Lord in this time. And even during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, just really like, is this the right thing, Lord? <laughs> and we definitely felt a, a strong confirmation in that. Um, but also, we just don't know the timeline of this. And I think I was reading um, this week in, in Isaiah chapter 40, and there's a lot of great verses in there, but there's some things in there that says, we can't give advice to the Lord. 
We just can't. Like, he's better than us. He's greater than us. But just trust in him and trust in this process. And that's kind of where we're at in this, is we don't know a lot of the details, to be honest with you. What we know is God is calling us into this new season, and we're going to um, obey to that, and we're going to prepare our hearts for that, and um, and just, yeah, let the Lord do a good work both here at Genie Faith as we transition out, and wherever the Lord has us in the future um, for that future ministry. So, yeah. All right. Well, the good news is this, right? We can all see that Cooper and Whitney are ready, right? Yes. They're ready to go. And so we're excited about that. But this is also a great opportunity for that out moment and how you respond in this moment. So for instance, if you're sad, that's good. Let me tell you why. Because that means you've connected with Cooper and Whit and you've done exactly what you're supposed to do in the church. You've let them pastor you. You've let them be your friend. You've let them carry you through tough things and you've prayed with them and you've let them speak into your life in, in a pastoral way. And so if you're sad, that's a good thing. But it's also a moment for us to concentrate on out because they're gonna go pastor another city and they're gonna go lead people to Jesus and focus on, on another city and people that need to know Jesus as well. And so one of the things I'm working on and you'll probably have to work on as well. Um, you know, it would be really easy for me to focus on all the holes that are going to be here without Cooper, right? But I can't. I have to focus on all of the people that need Jesus. Yes. Where Cooper and Wynn are going. Wherever that's going to be. And I want to encourage you to start praying for them. Pray for clarity from the Holy Spirit. Pray that they would hear exactly where the Holy Spirit wants them to go and be because there's going to be opportunities that will come available and they'll need to say yes or no to them. So pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to them clearly and deeply about where they're supposed to go. And so let's cover that in prayer, amen? In fact, let's, let's end with that right now. So we're just going to pray for them. Kate's going to pray. I'm going to pray. If you feel like you want to come up and lay hands on them, you certainly can. Uh, this will be the first time that we do this, not the last, by the way. At some point, they're going to know where they're supposed to be and where they're, what they're going to do, and then we'll do this again. But um, if you'd like to pray now, you can come on up. As we pray, the, the main point of today's journal says this, prayer transforms our lives and with our actions makes us vessels of God's work on earth. So let's allow him to use us. And that's what Whitney and Cooper are doing. Mm -hmm. They're allowing the Lord to use them. In 2020, 20,000 pastors left the ministry. Wow. And 50% said they would if, if they had another way to make money. <laughs> what we get to celebrate today is the faithfulness of Cooper yes. and Whitney, that they're saying yes to Jesus, and they're continuing to move forward in what God has for them, and we're behind you 100%, whether it's down I-90 a ways or in another state, we're with you, and we'll be continuing to pray over you. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have done during these 21 days, yes. for us individually, but for us collectively as a body.
Thank you, Jesus, for your hand upon Cooper and Whitney. Thank you that you have gifted them in such beautiful and amazing ways to serve you together, to bring your truth, your grace, your kingdom to people's lives. And Lord, we are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you for guiding them. Thank you for leading them. Thank you for calling them. And thank you, Jesus, for their willingness to say yes. Lord, they love you. Their whole family is here, but they're saying yes to you and yes to your kingdom and your purposes. And Lord, you see that. And you have the perfect place for them. And you are going to bring them to that place. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. Jesus, we pray for their family right now as they are saying yes to this call as well. And I mean extended family right now. Thank you that you are encouraging and, and comforting them. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us as a church family and that you are allowing us to be their biggest cheerleaders and to not let it be about us, but to let it be about you and what you are doing in them and for them and through them. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I want to thank you for the life that Cooper and Whitney have brought to our church over the past seven years, for the leadership, for the joy, uh, for the comfort, and for the encouragement that they've brought in Christ to us. Thank you for their lives, that they've modeled what it means to love and serve Jesus with their whole life. Thank you for their beautiful boys. And um, I want to pray for them as a family, Jesus, that you would just encourage them through this process. Kate and I know what it's like to be thinking and praying and leaving one place and going to another. Holy Spirit, I want to pray that you just cover all of that in their home. And Lord, I want to pray that wherever they land, that Holy Spirit, you just light a fire there that the Holy Spirit would fall upon that place because of their leadership and because of their passion for you and that you would do a sovereign work in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm for people to believe in Jesus, be set free, and serve you all the days of their life. We give you thanks and praise for the time that we've had with them. We know that, that we, can, we have lots of technology. We can pick up a phone or do a FaceTime and see them and say hi to them and encourage them and pray for them. But Lord, we thank you that goodbye in the kingdom is just hello in heaven. Yes. We'll get to spend eternity with him, and that's a good thing. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. Thanks, everybody. Always remember, Jesus loves you very much. So do Kate and I. Have a great week.